Hello, it's Buff, and coming up this week on the Midcard Marks podcast, we will be talking about AEW and their TV deal with ITV and the upcoming pay-per-view. Also, we will be discussing, as usual, WWE and talking a little bit about this week's news and wrestling and we will be bringing back a segment of Where Are They Now? All this and more on the Midcard Marks podcast. Welcome to this week's Midcar Marks Wrestling Podcast. I am, as always, Nate, and I'm joined with... Buff. Greg Buff. Uh, Greg Buff. How's it going? I'm good. Um, Working away, watching wrestling. Absolutely appalled at this week's wrestling, uh, to be honest. Um, I think it's been absolutely terrible, but we'll get to that in a wee second. But all in, um, a lot of stuff happening news-wise as well. Um, exciting news for any people listening in the UK as well. Um, yeah, why don't we lead off with that then, rather than yeah, WWE, yeah. WWE. Well, yeah, WWE absolutely sucked this week. So yeah, we'll, we'll start with the with the new upstart promotion, um, AEW. Um, so news came out today that they have signed a deal with uh, ITV to show their pay per view in the UK. Uh, is it double double or nothing? Isn't it? I was going to say all or nothing. So. Yeah. I was going to say All or Nothing, sorry, Double or Nothing, yeah. Um, all or Nothing was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah. That's how I'm, that's how I'm getting mixed up. Uh, I, so I'm quite surprised, to be honest, um, that ITV have picked this up. I know that they have the world of sports. Um, I mean, us personally, I absolutely, I've got, I gave it a chance, I tried to get into it, and I absolutely hate it. Um, but I can see why kids like it. Um, so maybe it's paid, maybe it's doing well in the ratings, or it's doing okay, and ITV have thought there's an opportunity there to kind of um, take this pay-per-view on. Now, I can see why they've done it as well, though, um, because there's going to be a lot of interest um, based on the first pay-per-view itself, and there's definitely profit to to be made there, so why not? Um, I'm just surprised it was ITV that actually done it, though, but I'm pleasantly pleasantly surprised. I just hope the same doesn't happen to ITV, but happened to Channel 4 years back, but I think the difference then was, um, if anyone can remember, the Royal Rumble 98, was it, or 99? 99, the possibly. Where the, the bikini um, WWE, contest in Channel 4. Uh, I think uh, it was later. Maybe 99, 2000. It was one of those two. 99 uh, was definitely. Yeah, it was when Mae Young got her baps out on live TV and Channel 4 got absolutely burned by it and were like disgusted. Um, I can see why, but um, everybody knew what it was at the time, so they kind of took that risk upon themselves. But at the same time, it was free. So um, although it was on late at night, it was free, so... I suppose the risk was that a lot of children were going to see that, um, even though it was on late at night, all the kids are going to stay up. Um, so they were disgusted by it. But the difference, I think, this time um, is that it's a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So maybe, that, maybe that's going to count for something there that it's, it's a pay-per-view and not free. So I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm quite happy. 
and gives us the opportunity to watch it without having to scour the internet to try and find a link or you know and I'm actually I'm I'm happy that I'm not going to like I'm going to I'm going to buy it because I want to see it and I'm happy that I'm contributing something towards them maybe building on if it's a success great and they can build upon that and I'm happy to contribute something towards it to to enable them enable them to build on that success if you know what I mean I'd, I'd rather do that than you know pirate a copy off the TV off the internet sorry or something and you know, not give anything towards it. So, I mean, if you're going to put all that effort in and try and, you know, um, compete with the WWE, then I'm more than happy to give them some of my money just now to see, you know, give them a chance. If it sucks, it sucks, and they won't get my money again, basically. So I th- I'm, I'm quite surprised. I'm quite happy as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Something to look forward to. I'm more buzzed about that than any yeah, WWE pay-per-view just, right now. I mean, like I say, much praise to AEW just now. This looks like to me that I that ITV are trying to establish some kind of pay per view channel type thing where they're going to obviously try and get things like that, maybe some MMA or some boxing and things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, ITV are interested in wrestling because, like you say, they showed the world of sport British mm-hmm. wrestling. Which, ironically, this week was also announced was going to be shown in America for the first time, the, the first season of that. Okay. So, I wonder if there's been trade off there as well but it's it's good that uh, well i'll say that i want to see how much it's going to cost yeah. first yeah. i feel i'm kind of torn though because normally i would get something like this uh, for free mm-hmm. uh through various means but i kind of feel because it's such a big channel and itv that are pushing this that if you don't back it then they'll not bother yeah. doing it again and it'll get put then AEW will get put on some really hard yeah. to get channel, so it's yeah. kind of one of those sticker. Can explains a little bit better you know? what I was trying to say as well. Where I, what I'm trying to say is I'm happy to like contribute something because I want to see it be a success. I want a, um, something to compete with WWE. And don't get me wrong, I'm still a WWE mark. I love WWE when it's at its best, etc. But right now it's absolutely shambolic in the last few weeks. Um, it was getting quite good after WrestleMania for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's just took a crazy turn for the worse. So we need something like AEW to be there and be successful. And I know the guy's a billionaire who owns it, but just because the guy's a billionaire doesn't mean he's going to pump all his money and waste it all in the promotion. They need to make money, they need to be profitable. Uh, so, I mean, there's no harm in at the least paying for this pay-per-view. Assuming that it's going to be reasonable cost, um, see how it goes. And maybe we'll even get a, a weekly show on ITV late at night, maybe... I'd, I wouldn't expect the full show live every week, but maybe like yeah. an hour's highlight show or even half an hour or something, just just something. Um, so that would, if, if ITV are smart, they would do that because it'd be promoting the pay-per-view, you know, run, run a weekly um, highlights package, what? even if it's late at night. You know, fans who are interested in buying the pay-per-view would see the highlights package and be more inclined to buy the pay-per-view. If that ended up happening, uh, and this is something, I don't know if anyone, you know, not in the UK would understand this, but I remember when I was like 14, 15 and things and not able, I didn't, my family didn't have access to Sky Sports to watch Raw on a Friday night because it used to always be here, Raw would be on a Friday night at like, was it like 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whatever? And, you know, if if you had the channel, it was great because it was, you know, it wasn't PG stuff, it was Austin Mm -hmm. and all that. But, on the Saturday, what they would do is they would show an hour highlight show during the day yeah. on Saturday, like 11 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. And it'd be a mix of what happened on Raw and what happened on SmackDown, yeah. just the highlights. And they could do some kind of thing like that. So that way that they can keep the PG stuff uh, for just showing the, the, the actual matches and not so much storylines and any you know hardcore stuff during the Saturday kind of show. And then they can obviously have your more 
non-PG adult oriented stuff they could have that whatever night mm-hmm. AEW plans on yep. running whether it's a Wednesday night I mean can you imagine how cool would it be if we got it even if it's not live like if, if they say they recorded on a Tuesday night and then we got it on the Wednesday night at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock at night for two hours yeah. I'd be totally fine with that that's you know what you know um, yeah. So like overall, I'm quite buzzed for it. I'm just going to say I'll put it on record just now. If they have pyro, then I'm sold. I'm I'm converted. Just yeah. just have some pyro, and I'll be happy. It could only, it could be terrible. It could be terrible, thing, and I just I'll be happy. <laughs> only thing I find a little bit confusing is that this pay per view is not going to have like any title things. If it's going to be an ongoing show. You thought mm-hmm. they'd maybe want to establish world champions and tag team champions, blah, 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 as soon as possible. But they're not going with that. So it's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. how that will pan out because obviously they are going to have another show right after it. And I think at this end of mm-hmm. June. I quite like that as well, though, because um, how often can you build a pay per view around non title matches? So I think that's quite refreshing to an extent. Obviously, you're going to have to need titles eventually. Obviously, you can't have a promotion without titles. But there's no harm in having the first pay per view without titles, establish the superstars because they've not had a weekly show up until this pay-per-view. Yeah. I think they just do they just do kind of wee segments on YouTube, etc. And, you know, see clips of videos here and there and the guys are away doing some indie stuff, etc. But in terms of AEW itself, they've not done an AEW show yet. So I guess this will be them establishing... It's kind of strange, actually, when you think about it because normally a pay-per-view would be ending feuds or setting up the next feud or... Continuing, you know, a beast feud. It's um, a five star feud that you want to see going on for yep. like fight forever type kind of feud. Um, but in this case, it's actually going to be setting up feuds. This pay per view and setting up the storyline. So that's quite interesting as well. So it's quite refreshing, and uh, I think we'll enjoy it. I hope it'll be. I hope it'll be great, and hopefully it's good enough to get invested. And I'm sure it will be. So I'm quite excited at the possibilities just now. Um, as I says, a few months back. Um, and people are going on about it. We get fed, fed up. I'm sure you felt the same. I know you did. Um, people go on about it all the time. This guy's going to AEW. This guy's going to AEW. Oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. And it's like, you know what? Just shut up just now and just wait until they actually start doing things and announcing things. Um, and I think you asked me at the time, are you excited about it? And I was like, well, not really. But it's not that I'm not looking forward to it. It's just that I'm not excited about it because there's a, there's a lot of time between now and then where they need to establish it. And when it does get up and running and they start to establish things, I will get excited. Yeah, no, I'm, so I'm starting I'm, to get a little I'm bit excited now, so I'm quite happy. I think, like you say, WWE's been so, so bad, in particular this week, which we'll get to. I have been actively seeking out other wrestling. Um, I've, I've always been watching Impact Wrestling, I've got to say, hands off, hats off to them again. Uh, a week later, but I watched the Rebellion show, uh, phenomenal the fucking the Lucha Brothers versus LAX and that crazy the power bomb into the thumbtacks through a table fucking spot was yep. insane uh, Mike Elgin making his debut is a big guy for NJPW he's coming into the roster and things so I mean it's really really good check it out but I've also found and was saying to you saying this to you uh, as well Buff about MLW Major yep. League Wrestling which is an American promotion, and we now get that over here for anyone mm-hmm. in the UK on free sports. Uh, I really enjoy it. I know you've not watched it yet. I've only, like I say, watched it. Yeah, so three weeks. Anyone listening, um, if you have really, really Virgin, good. I'm sure it's free on Virgin. I'm not sure about Sky because I don't have Sky, but um, it's free sports and it's free as it, as it's in the name. Um, set your channels to record because that's what I've done um, for Friday yep. and. 
just record the show and see if you like it, give it a chance. I've not seen it, so I'm going to give it a chance and see what it's all about. Um, just, but I've I seen I seen that finisher that you up. shared on one of our private groups. Um, the is it the Destroyer. Doomsday Destroyer? It's like Canadian Destroyer, but it's, Doomsday it's device. Basically, combined into one for anyone that you know, the, the Legion of Dooms finishing move used to be the Dooms uh, the whatever it was called, Doomsday Device, that shit, where mm-hmm. Hawk or Animal, Animal would hold him up over his shoulders and then Hawk would clothesline him off. So basically Harry Smith from the Heart Foundation does the animal role where he picks them up, their legs are draped around his shoulders, and instead of doing the clothesline off the top rope, Teddy Hart does a Canadian Destroyer Oof. and catching him in midair and then does a Destroyer off Harry's shoulders. It's yes. crazy. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, you can see it obviously takes a lot of timing and it's a wee bit footery and slow to start with but when when they hit it it looks brilliant so uh just to give you an idea some of the ro- guys on the roster buff just so it's, it's not just all like indie guys it's a lot of well-known mm-hmm. people uh funnily enough uh just announced who they've just signed to a contract is uh the von eric brothers so uh kevin von eric's sons yes. Uh, are going to be coming up, so they're an upcoming tag team. Obviously, they're part of the legendary Von Eric family, the Texas Tornado, and all the other ones. So, uh, you know, you've got them. Uh, it's also the first time I've been able to speak. Uh, well, sorry, not speak. Sorry, see, uh, Flying Brian Pillman's son. He's part of the Heart Foundation as well. I was actually talking to him on Instagram. Really, really nice guys over in the UK just now, and uh, couldn't be nicer. So I'm really rooting for him. So it's great to see them kind of working together. You've got Tom Lawler, who was uh, in uh, UFC. Uh, he's converted a bit like uh, Matt Riddle. He's converted to wrestling. He's he's a champion there. But other well known guys, you've got like Loki. You've got La Parca mm-hmm. is in there, looking kind of old, but um, you've got MJF who has signed with AEW. He's there. Um, you've got Sammy Callahan, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, Rich Swan, uh, loads yeah. of other guys. Simon Gotch, who people would know for WWE, used to be in the Vod Villains. Um, yep, Simon Grimm, Jimmy Havoc's there. You've got Ace Austin from Impact Wrestling. You've got uh, Daga, who's the guy that's going out, who's banging Tully Blanchard, uh, Tessa Blanchard now. Um, loads of different luchadors. A couple other guys that you might not know, but there's just like there is enough guys. That the production values is really good for anyone who uh, is maybe mm-hmm. a bit dodgy about watching it. You've also got Jim Cornette as his own commentary. You've got Colonel Parker. Anyone remember him? He was Jeff Jarrett's uh, guy that used to come out with him, his manager. Uh, he's he's actually he's in, in it as well and Conan as well so there's plenty of guys that you've heard of plenty of upcoming guys really really good production values like it looks yeah. like an NXT almost just a shade under you know how Ring of Honor the lightning and all that looks quite crap but um, it's, it's well shot and it's got backstage stuff happening yeah. storylines and all that as well so definitely check it out especially if it's free you know having said that buff um, I also watched NWA's uh, they did the Crockett Cup I'll not go into any much detail about that, but it's just it was different style of wrestling again. It was old school style NWA stuff, but it had all your guys like Marty Scurll and all that on it. But it was really good. Um, so again, it's just just to underline that we're trying to experience mm-hmm. as many different companies as we can. But there is obviously no escaping WWE. Um, so I guess we'll just quickly round them up because this week. I've said before there was a couple of weeks over Christmas where I didn't watch it and that was just basically because it was Christmas time I knew not much happened and I kind of had other stuff on. Uh, This was the first week where I've actually looked at the results before it and went, I'm just not watching that. It's so crap. Mm -hmm. Like 
the Usos. It's quite sad, but you can see obviously what they're doing. They're just trying to bury the revival before they leave. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, on their way out, just humiliating them, giving them itchy. Uh, itchy and then they're like scooting along like now, and dogs are like uh-huh. dragging their asses along the ground. Um, they're just doing shit like that, man. It was, it was, it was bad. It was terrible. It would be funny. Um, if it wasn't the revival, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's certain tag teams or acts or wrestlers who are comedy acts, and that's fine. There's always a role for it. We do love that in wrestling. Guys like Santino Morella, um, even Ryder and Hawkins to an extent. Um, there there is comedy tag teams out there, and the the B team etc. But the revival are not a comedy team to me, and and they do do it well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they did, but they they did well with what they were given, but. I did not feel comfortable watching it at all because I was just so outraged that the the revival and maybe were being marks, but the revival should not be doing that shit. They are so talented; they're one of the best tag teams in the world. Fantastic heels. They should be like the um, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard and is it the Brainbusters? Yeah. They should be like this kind of tag team. It's, it's it's quite sad to see, and I just don't get it. And Triple H, I, I Triple H liked something this week, if I actually if I remember right. Something was posted online. Fan, I can't ex- remember exactly what it was. tweeted him and Vince and a couple of WWE people saying that Vince needs to kind of step aside. He's getting old yeah. and the, the show would be better without him and Triple H liked it and then yeah. three hours later took it down. Mm-hmm. Which is, Playing devil's advocate though, it is possible that the amount of tweet you think how much Triple H gets tweeted that he maybe liked mm-hmm. it. And, well, fuck, yeah. Do you know what I mean? By accident. Yeah. Still very interesting that he liked it. Still interesting that he felt he had to remove it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So someone made them aware of it anyway, or either either that they thought, oh, fuck, I better take that down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing for me with that storyline is, like, you know, fair enough. This you could put it down to just a bad segment, and you know, lots of storylines have them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, bless. But mm-hmm. this is like every single week they get embarrassed. There's never any, and and they're meant to be the heels. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's never a week where the revival kind of get revenge. It's just every week they get made to look like pure. And then, I know NXT is different sometimes, but in NXT they were so smart and intelligent. They always had the upper hand. They always had a trick up their sleeve, etc. Uh, but now they're just comedy, and it's bad comedy at that. Yeah, seriously bad. Um, the other thing that I've got to say, I found super interesting for different ways, is Vince coming out and announcing the introduction of the wild card. Which I don't know about you, but to me, he might as well have just said the brand splits over. Um, so if it, see if it's doing one wild card per week. Still, I don't really agree with it, but it wouldn't be so bad. But the fact it's like three wild cards, and also you've also got Becky appearing on both shows, and last summer, um, and then you've got Shane McMahon doing what he wants as well. Um. Lars Sullivan, yeah. Um, also, I'm sure Heavy Machinery were still going back and forth at one point. I don't know if I've stopped doing that now. Um, I don't think they are actually now, but they were for a while. And it seems to be every new NXT call-up for a while is doing that as well. And then you also had the the kind of the confusion around Cian uh, Almas and Zelina Vega going to Raw and then moving back to SmackDown the next week. Same with Alistair Black. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just a mess. It's a big, massive mess. It's so bad. And I realised um, when I was watching Raw in the opening segment, it was like watching SmackDown from a few months ago because the only one guy at first who is a Raw guy technically was Drew McIntyre. 
Mm-hmm. The other guys were AJ Styles, um, uh, Daniel Bryan, Kofi. Uh, who else was there? There was another one. But I'll not bore you with all the names, but basically it was it was like an episode of SmackDown at first. Yeah. And then you had a they had a cut a, a cut scene with the Miz waiting on Shane. I'm like, is this SmackDown? They've just changed the colours. It, it was it's just a mess. And also, you know, just kind of we're going to jump back and forth because it's not worth reviewing Raw and SmackDown enough uh, yeah. because they're both to me terrible. But like you were saying, there's, there's only supposed to be three wild cards, but let's do the maths here, right? So on SmackDown, you had the Usos, so that's two. AJ mm-hmm. Styles, three. Sami Zayn, four. The Miz, five. Mm-hmm. So they can't even, from one day, literally one day, not one week to the next, from one day to the next, they cannot keep a scripted idea. It's no. that all over the shop. Mm-hmm. Right? I think if they were going to do something like that, what would have been better was you've got the the Money in the Bank guys, so there's four for Raw and four for SmackDown. They would have been better saying that until Money in the Bank is over, the Money in the Bank participants are allowed to be wild cards mm-hmm. on each show. But yep. it's just it's so bad. It's so poorly thought out. It's just just end the split. There's no, there's no mm. point now. Also, it's, it makes Vince look two 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 main things. It makes him look weak because he can't keep control of it, and it also makes him look a bit kind of senile and daft because it's just it's, it's so ridiculous. But basically, Roman says, "I'm coming to Raw. I've got unfinished business." He gets told no. He's like, "Well, I'm doing it anyway." So rather than getting punished for it, he gets rewarded. So it makes Vince look weak, and Vince, I mean. That, I don't think he should be on it every week anyway, but if Vince is going to be on it, he needs to be this kind of evil um, authority figure, which he usually is, but that, that made him look weak, as in he'll bow down to pressure from from everyone. Yeah. And that's what they did. So everybody can just do what they want now. It's... Also, um, uh-huh. also, it's telling, um, I thought I'd bring up as well, the, the women, I, I, read, I read this stat, I did notice it as well, obviously because I was keeping out, keeping an eye out for my faves, like the Iconics, etc. Mm-hmm. Um Overall, both shows combined only had 11 minutes of the women on both shows out of five hours of TV. It's like so, I said a couple of weeks ago, though, that the mm-hmm. women, as much as they make a big deal about the women being just as good as the men, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not they're, well, none of them are over, apart from Becky and Charlotte. Also, them. also reinforces the, the view that the women should be on just the one show. Of course. The, the women's division should be on on one show. And given a little bit more time to develop their storylines, etc. But um they shouldn't be on both shows. Yeah. There's not enough depth. And I don't I'm not going to blame the women as such. Um it's just that the fact as over the last few years they've concentrated on a select few women and the rest of them have been buried to an extent where nobody cares, which is a problem with the male roster, to be honest as well, with a lot of guys, but the women um in particular it's even more noticeable because there's less of them. Well, it all goes back to, like I said a million times before, two problems with the women's division that happened two years ago. Asuka's unbeaten run, where she mowed through everybody, not once, but twice, three times, mm-hmm. killed them all off, because as soon as Asuka's not the main person, then how can you take anybody else seriously? And also, the Charlotte, Sasha Banks, the belt changed every single month for like eight or nine months, you've already got Charlotte who's been on the main roster for like three years as an eight-time mm. champion. 
I mean, it's just stuff like that just makes it... And it wouldn't be long until season 19. Won it so many times adds to the feeling that it's always hard that gets picked for the title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It adds to the resentment of it. And I think that's part of the reason that John Cena was getting hatred for a wee while. And it's just like, oh God, Charlotte's going to get another. So she's going to be a nine-time champion by the end of the year. And then she'll, oh, she'll, be, she'll break Ric Flair 16 by the time she's been on the main roster for five years. Mm-hmm. It's just just not... doesn't make sense. No one else has ever won it more than twice. Uh, uh, of the modern era apart from like her and Sasha and this is obviously Becky's second turn mm-hmm. now but everybody else is like a one time champ apart from you know Mickey Alexa. James and Natalia years ago but Alexa yeah. but Alexa had yeah Alexa yeah. Uh, I don't know I'm not sure See, even Alexa that? doesn't know that cause ah, that's because it's Alexa. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <I still> have... <laughs> okay so yeah we've got uh, Alexa's in the room with me I wish you should ask. You should ask Alexa, um, what's her opinion on Monday Night Raw? I don't know. Just ask her, Alexa. What's your opinion on Monday Night Raw? Hmm, I'm not sure. Ah, she's never sure. Sitting on the fence, bitch. Yeah, sitting on the fence. So, yeah. um, one thing I don't want it to be all negative on Raw. Uh, or SmackDown, I'm, I'm pretty negative on SmackDown. I don't really see much mm-hmm. uh, interest for me, but it's amazing to me how he has went from one of the people that I could not wait to get off the screen, bored me to death, to now being pretty much the only thing that I actually checked out. Mm-hmm. And do you want to guess who it is? Oh, uh, um, does he live in the Firefly Funhouse? Does yes, that's uh, uh, amazing. Fire. Uh, even even Karen's excited by this every week. She was doing housework last night and Hoover and some something. I was like, Karen, the Firefly Funhouse is on. And she's like, okay. And she came in and sat down and watched it. And then she went away and done her housework. So that proves my girlfriend, who doesn't really watch wrestling that much, sat down for two minutes to watch Raw. And it was only for that segment. And that's it. So, yeah, it was interesting, dark. I liked the... I thought the, the thing with the kids' little sad faces maybe went on a, a little couple of seconds too long, but... It's quite good. I like the whole, especially the way he ends it with, you know, all you've got to do is let me in and all that, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, as if he's like gradually getting worse yeah. and darker. And I like that little it's... flash as well. There's a little flash where he had the, the gloves on again. He covers yeah. his face with the gloves saying, um, hate and what's the other word again? It's, it's not love, it's something else. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't heal? remember. Is it not heal and hurt? Heal and hurt, that's what it is, yeah. Heal and hurt. Um, so that was quite cool as well. Um, I'd like to see him lose his temper with the, the kids and then. Like, be all spirally happy, ask them to do something, then he's not happy with the reaction, so he kind of like goes, Rah! and then goes back to being nice again a few seconds later. I think that would be quite cool. Yeah. So, um, really enjoyable. Obviously, like we say, it's getting darker every week. You know, the picture that he painted from the week before was still hanging. Then you've got the buzzard eating the, mm. the wee happy bunny rabbit, even though it was kind of mm-hmm. deformed, but yeah. again, it's getting a little yeah. bit darker and things. So, uh, my only thing is thinking ahead to when obviously he takes this gimmick into the ring Mm -hmm. is how is it going to be different from what he was before what i would kind of like to see i don't know if they do it um i think they had the potential to do this a way back but they went a different way it would be john cena um feud that he had when he had the i've got the whole world in my hands Mm -hmm. Uh, any game of thrones fans out there i'm sure 90 percent of the world's population are um i would like to see something kind of like um Varys's little birds like he would have these little evil children that come to the ring with him and stuff and like just 
interfere in the matches, etc. And like, what adult man's going to attack a child? Yeah. You know, and I'd like them to come down wearing, you know, like dark clothing or kind of looking a bit sinister or even wearing masks like they did before and being brave little birds, basically. And you know, it's his flock. Um, so he can kind of go back to the way he was before. Not to you don't want to see him full revert back to the Bray Wyatt character because it did get boring still. But I'd like to see him. Everybody's assuming like um, Harper's going to go back to him, or Rowan will go back to him eventually, or something like that, and he'll have a new family. I'd like to see his new family not be actually other wrestlers. I'd just like to see it be the kids, and the kids are like evil little shits who wear masks and get involved in these matches, and you know. As I says, I mean, who's is, is someone like Kofi Kingston going to attack our children to beat Bray? You know, but uh, I think that'd be interesting to see for a while. It's not going to work forever. I mean, but it could work for a while—six months, a year. You know, yeah, so totally. I think it'd be quite interesting. Uh, Maybe bring the supernatural, ele- the supernatural element back into it eventually as well, which they hinted at um, and then threw away. You know, that WrestleMania in Florida a couple of years ago. Um, we, we thought we were going to finally see a supernatural Bray Wyatt, but didn't happen. So maybe they can think about doing I that think again. The thing that they'll have to just watch out for, because this will win, will get ridiculed, is if he starts wrestling and not to have the witch and the buzzard like at ringside. Mm-hmm. See if you have like a big table in the box with the buzzard and that you just see the puppet coming out and all that. That'll be when it'll be mm-hmm. all, like, cringe factor, you know, but if they can work things, see if they do like what Matt Hardy was doing with the Broken World matches and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and that could be interesting. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm totally enjoying it. Uh, I'm just thinking ahead in terms of how is it going to plan out when it comes to actual feuds. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be like a, an interview segment or something on the stage. Well, I think this is where WWE are going to have to, as they often don't, take a step aside and just let Bray do what he wants to do. Yeah. They need, they need to let Bray do it. They need to let Bray do what he wants here within reason because if WWE step in try and take control of it and influence it, they're going to mess it up. They're going to drop the ball. So they're going to have to give creative control to Bray and say, okay, you've invented this. This is what you're doing. This is great. Fans are getting on side with it. Keep going. Run with the ball. See where you go. They're going to have to give him the freedom. And unfortunately, as we've seen so many times in the past, Eventually, they try and interfere, or we know, as I says a few weeks back, the sponsors have already tried to interfere, and so far, WWE resisted it. So, I'm happy that they did, and I hope that continues. Mm. Oh, totally. Speaking of, of Bray, since we're on the subject, have you saw on Twitter what he's been posting? I've not seen too much, no, I've seen little bits, um, but I've not. Uh, not seen too much. No, I'm going to tell you right now. I've not even thought about this, but I've seen I'm, the Randy Orton bits. The Randy Orton ones were quite cool. But after that, right? So, um, if you get this, then message him because you won a prize. But I, I don't know. So basically, on the fifth of May, so it was three days ago, Bray yeah. posted this fun game time. Bet you didn't know that in 2015, I did eight consecutive backstage promos where one sentence didn't belong in each of them. But together, they make up a secret message. No one has ever found it, sad face. You guys never look hard enough. First one to get it wins a prize. So naturally, everybody's fucking messaging. I'm trying to figure it out, right? But he has been leaving clues since then. So one day ago, Mm -hmm. clue number one, he put, treat it more as a poem rather than a statement. So obviously everyone's still trying to figure that out. Clue number two. It begins with a question 
answered vaguely several lines later. Question th- uh, clue three, just the word limbo. Um, clue. Oh, so then he put, I have decided to drop the answer to the game next Monday. So that'll be this Monday coming. Some of you have come eerily close, but no one has cracked the code. Until the grand reveal, I have decided to give some clues. So obviously there's some. He has also given one more clue. The lines are, in capitals, in order, but it's not me, capitals, talking to you, capitals. It, capitals, was talking to me, capitals. The message came from me subconsciously. So I don't really know what any of that means, but he's obviously going to reveal. I'd, I'd like to watch the promos. I'd need to find the promos to understand what the fuck he's talking about. But It's quite it's quite smart as well, though, if he did do that as well back then. And then he's obviously getting people interested in going back and watching his old promos and stuff as well. Yeah, it's quite a clever idea. Mm-hmm. So if, if he thought all that back then, it's a weird that he's just finally gave up. But obviously it kind of fits with him coming back, you know. Maybe he always had the plan to do what he's doing just now, just biding his time, which is, again, quite genius of him. And again, reinforces the fact, give him freedom to do what he wants. Yeah. So for anyone interested in what the reveal will be, we'll try and reveal it next week. But uh, if not, tune in to Bray Wyatt's Twitter uh, next Monday after Raw. I'm sure he'll announce what the fuck he's been talking about. Other piece of news that came out of WWE this week, which obviously has caused a lot of buzz, is the return or the impending return of Bill Goldberg. Yeah, yeah he's coming back again in June, mm-hmm. is it? For the Saudi Arabian pay-per-view. Yep. So we can have Brock on one show and Goldberg on the other and have two part-time champions now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's possible. Some people think that that might happen and then he'll, he'll win the belt and drop it to Lesnar again. Some people are speculating that he's going to be taking on Bobby Lashley because they had a Twitter exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't think if he's going to come back, it would just be for Lashley. As much as they match up well physically and the whole kind of backgrounds and stuff, mm-hmm. has he been on a big enough momentum that you'd think Goldberg would yeah. come out of retirement for him. To me, it's surely going to be The Undertaker. Got to be Undertaker, yep. Um, That's the or, match people would want to see that he's not had. Or possibly Brock, but I don't think Brock will be back for a wee while yet. Yeah, and plus, we've now seen that. like mm-hmm. He's wrestled him about six times, so nah, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to see it again. As great as the feud was for the short matches it was, it's just not um, something I want to see again. You uh, could fight um, Kevin Owens, possibly. I'd imagine Kevin Owens is one of these kind of guys who fight guys like that and take the take the loss and aren't really hurt by it as 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 such. So I don't know. Possibly. Um. So yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. I just can't think. Uh, Roman Reigns. Not really. Seth Rollins. No. Not sure. Um, I don't think they'll risk another legend on Seth Rollins right now after. Seeing. Exactly. He's got to beat some guys that are kind of regulars mm-hmm. to the. The show, you know, um, but it'd be interesting to see him back. I'm pleased to see him back. What I do hope is that you know he doesn't just come out of Saudi Arabia. I hope he's going to actually appear on Raws or SmackDowns before it to kind of build up a little bit, you know. Mm. Uh, so- I'd like to see Goldberg versus Rock, um, but I don't. I don't think we'll see it, obviously. But I think you know it's a marquee match. It's not going to last that long. Maybe about three, four minutes max. I think that'd be a good match to see. Be interesting mm-hmm. to see who take the take the defeat. I think. I think Goldberg would probably win that one, but I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be good to see two big superstars still. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, I think Goldberg's going to beat whoever he's taking on. I, I can't imagine mm-hmm. uh, Goldberg's in the business of coming back all that way just to get beat again. He's a bit of a mark for himself in that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, it's, it's all, obviously only just came out this week, so there'll be plenty of time to build it up. I think they want to get the money in the bank out of the way first, which there's still two more weeks before that happens. Is that right? Two, yep, two more weeks. So, yeah, we'll get that out of the way first and then we'll see. Um, Other news about uh, WWE or ex-WWE people now, John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose. It's actually been announced that he's going to appear in a movie, an MMA movie, Cage Fighter it's called. Yeah, and this is apparently what the the whole promo was about as well. Um, A lot of people were assuming it was going to be AEW or Impact Wrestling. Or um, just a promo to announce his return to the indie scene, basically. But it's actually for this movie. Um, I forgot the the name of it though. If you get the name Cage there, Cage Fighter. Cage Fighter. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. it's also got uh, actors Michael J. White, but also MMA legends Anderson Silva and George Saint Pierre. But even more interestingly, it's a it's got a very famous. Ex WWE legend as the executive producer. Who would you think is the executive producer for this movie? If you were to pick anybody from the past, um, I'm going to go. I'll think of the box. We but if it's still MME, Ken Shamrock. Nope. No. Give me two more guesses. Um, MME. Um. Don't know. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Nope. One more. Stone Cold. No. Christian. Christian? Christian is the executive producer for this film. How? I have no idea. Why? No idea. Never even had any idea he was an executive producer. So... Mm -hmm. Invisible. I know uh, Edge does his acting because he's in he's in quite a few things, um, movies and TV series. So, um, but I didn't know Christian was in the the TV um, production business now. You know, um, so uh, good for Christian. Though it's good to see him doing things. You know, it's good. No, totally. Uh, just the last little bit of news, I guess, before we kind of move into a couple of quick segments before we sound off. Uh, first was Jr. said. Uh, I think it might have been the end of last week to be honest but we've not done a pod since then that he kind of thinks that Kofi Kingston needs to get rid of the gimmick the three man happy clappy stuff mm-hmm. um, I kind of have to agree with him to be honest um, if he loses the title within the next month or two then he can keep the gimmick um, because Big E will be back by then as well Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can do their whole New Day thing for a while a little bit longer but I do think he does have to change the gimmick in the long term um, because it will get a bit stale if he wants to build on his success recently so I think the whole expected kind of heel turn by either um, Woods or Big E or both should happen in the ne- within the next six months uh, when that does happen or even Kofi turn heel, I don't know, it depends how they want to do it, and when that does happen, then that's when the gimmick change should also happen as well you know, get, get let's get a bit serious guys, you know, when when this happens you know, it's like um, okay, you've had your fun, you've done the whole um, new day party all the time type kind of thing and that is pretty cool, but uh, it's actually went a lot longer than we ever thought a few years back we thought it was done and they've managed to kind of 
um, flog a dead horse and then totally revive it at some points. But I do think the, the heel turn by one or both members, or even all of them, has to happen at some point. They need to change the gimmick soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to WWE what they want to do with it. I've, I, there's so many ways you can do it. I'm not going to try and suggest what's the best or what my favourite one is. Well, my favourite one, I would, I would say, is Big E to turn heel on them, but I mean, we'll see what happens. But they, they do need to change the gimmick eventually. I'm, I don't think there's a rush just now. It's fine just now, the way it is. He's not that bad a champ doing the gimmick that he's doing. Um, the whole pancake thing, yeah, I do get what JR's saying because you don't expect your champ to come out looking like a unicorn throwing about pancakes. But it's yeah. uh, he won the title on the back of the popularity based on that gimmick. So that's fine for now. Did he know? But, this is where I would disagree. Um, I think people more had. He's obviously as super popular as the New Day, but I think mm-hmm. for getting that push to win WrestleMania, it was more the fact that here's a guy who's been here for eleven years and never had a shot, mm-hmm. rather than his gimmick so popular make him the champion. Because otherwise, Xavier Woods mm-hmm. could be the equal said for him. You yeah. know, the, the gimmick change can take place when he loses the title, and you can say, you know, this gimmick's not doing anything for me anymore. I got myself to the point I was a champ. Um, I just couldn't take it to the next level because I was too stuck with this stupid gimmick. And then he kind of casts it aside at that point. They could do it that way as well. And then he kind of leaves Biggie and, and Woods behind and says, you know, I love you guys, but I'm going to do it on my own now uh, because, you know, I need to, you know, this is my career now, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that, as I said, there's so, there's so many ways they can do it, but they do need to change the gimmick. Yeah, so I mean, just no, just no rush right now for me. Just maybe give it a few months, give give Biggie time to come back as well and get him involved. I mean, basically, this is on the heels of as we talked about last week, uh, superstar Billy Graham saying he needs to kind of look a bit more serious and get a bit more buff and things. So Kofi Kingston actually has been asked about this because Jim Ross said he needs to stop hopping and clapping and be more serious. So obviously, the seriousness to be taken as a world champion is an element that you know is getting flagged up. Has Kofi Kingston's response was in an interview, the new day has been the new day because of what we have done. We can be entertaining, but then we can get serious too. For me personally, I'm going to continue to do what I do in the ring. It, I didn't need their help or advice getting to this point, and I certainly don't need it now. Tell me how to be a champion. Which mm, ain't holding back disrespectful there. to an extent. Yeah. Um, I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, he's not. He's, what would have been better would he, if he'd have said, I respect those guys? Um, I respect what they've done in the business I do get what they're saying but this has worked for me so far I'm not in a rush to change it anytime soon um, yeah I see what they're saying um, I suppose I mean it's, I'm no I'm no Kofi you know so I can't really speak for it but um, I think that's slightly disrespectful to the guys who and, and I get what guys like JR are saying because it is kind of you've got a comedy guy as the champ so and it's not a an overnight champ or anything that's yeah, so I can get what they're saying. Yeah, I think he needs to acknowledge that to be a main eventer guy, you can be silly and stuff. Like Austin was silly sometimes, Angle was silly sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, his percentage ratio is far too high in the silliness ratio. I mean, you, you imagine any other sport where the main guy in the company comes down throwing pancakes and dressed as a unicorn and things like that. It just doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't strike fear in you, you know? Here's an idea. I don't know if the WWE don't have the sense to do it, but I think it'd be pretty beast as well. Have Big E take someone out of the Money in the Bank match, take their place, win the Money in the Bank match, and then cash in Kofi later that night. 
That'd be great. But uh, is he is he injured for quite a while? Or? Depends how long. I think they said when he got injured, it was about six weeks. I'd say that's maybe about three, four now. Mm-hmm. By the time he yeah. comes around, it's this round about that time. Doesn't have to do too much. There's a lot of guys in that match who can take all the bumps, etc. Biggie just has to do a few power moves. There's a lot of lying about at ringside in a bit in a Money in the Bank match. Um, so yeah, I don't think they'll do it. But I mean, for me, that would be absolutely beast. Have Biggie take someone out, take their place, get in the match win the match, and then cash in and Kofi, and then you've got your whole feud there, and then, you, then you've got the gimmick changes as well. Yep. No, true. And then, but then Xavier Woods can keep on doing the, to be honest, he can keep on doing the New Day thing, because he's got his whole up, up, down, down thing and all that going on, so that suits his um, extracurricular activities, should we call it. Um, the New Day gimmick suits and matches all of that, so he can continue that gimmick, much in the way that Roman uh, Roman Reigns still kind of does the the shield gimmick to an extent. So, you know, he can keep doing that, whereas Biggie and Kofi can have their, their much needed gimmick changes. Yep. So move, moving on, uh we said last week, um we we just randomly were talking about the Highlanders and yep. we were gonna do uh Where Are They Now? Yep. So, Rory and Robbie. Uh I'm gonna let you take the stage with that buff i think you've done some research on them is that right yep so done some research just to dampen anyone's expectations um there's going to be some exciting end to this um so i'll cut to the end basically before i tell you about them um because their career is actually quite interesting but um the end isn't that interesting because basically we don't really know what they're up to anymore apart from that they are kind of doing indie appearances now and again, I'm assuming maybe they're doing um, signings, but I've actually not even heard that they're doing any signings, so they just seem to be doing shows now and again, doing independent appearances. No idea what their jobs are, there's nothing, they're not online, they don't have Instagrams or Twitters, as far as I know, unless they use other names. Um, I know their real names, so I've, I even tried to find them that way, can't find them, so I guess they've, they've kept it you know, quite secretive. I'm sure they are there somewhere, to be honest, everybody has it, they just probably got some fake name or something, but don't know where they are, can't find them apart from their appearance now again. So basically I'll go to the start now. Um, interestingly enough, because you know how sometimes when we get these kind of tag teams and they claim to be the Highlanders, etc., and uh, like much like Rowdy Roddy Piper was Scottish, but he wasn't actually. Um, I expected the Highlanders weren't Scottish, they were just like actors or, or like for Ireland or England or something, they just claim to be Scottish, but they actually are Scottish. They were born in Oban, um, which is quite close to where we are, not too far, maybe two hours drive. Can I, uh, can I just yep. say, I, I know what one of them's doing now. Do you? Have you found it? Yeah. What so, one? Robbie or Rory? Rory. Right. So Rory did an interview uh, last year um, okay. on Cast. So, okay. Not, not really want to give them some kudos, but um, you know, this is where I got it from. But he uh-huh. is still wrestling part time, but he actually runs an airport. Oh, well, there you go. Very so interesting. Can he, you find that? Yeah, he's running an airport in America. Um, but yeah, he's, he said he was just in training to come back to do the odd match and things. So he, I think, Rory's the one that was the bald one. Yeah. And I think Robbie was the uh, yeah Robbie was the the long haired one that was like the, the extra looks like, dumb one. Looks like Biffy Clyro. Yeah, 
I'm Robbie. I'm Rob. Yeah, actually, what he really looks like Tormund for Game of Thrones. Yeah, he does actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I will have a, a dig round to see if I can find out about Robbie. But uh, as I say, they're, they're both still wrestling. But Ro- Rory at the moment runs a hotel, uh, an airport. So yeah, that's pretty. Um. Yep. So it's yeah. kind of interesting as well because looking back on their but their past, um, from what I was able to find out. There's no indication that they're qualified to run a fucking airport. Yeah. I mean, how, how, how do you get into that? Like, there's nothing to say that they, they had the high school qualifications or anything. I mean, I don't know if he's done um, courses or college courses since they left and, you know, mm. educated yourself. Yeah. It's possible he's maybe just overstating himself and maybe he's like a manager in a department or something. But yeah. that's what he said in the interview. He's running, uh, he's, he works in aviation and he's running an airport. I'd like yeah. to know what airport it is because that would be pretty fucking cool to go to the McAllister airport and see <laughs> what he's fucking, you know, if he's got a pure like WWE store and all that in it, you know. But yeah. um, it's guys like that, you know, we'd, we'd like to kind of see a bit more of because, you know, Scottish and he was the first Scottish born guy in the company and blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Next week, Buff, you have another ex-wrestler that you're going to be doing. And it's Matt Morgan, isn't it? It's Matt Morgan. He caught my eye um, today because um, um, the announcement that happened today. Um, I'm not sure if we should tell anyone. As such, um, well, is it every, everyone would, is on social media, so they will see it. Um, so, yeah, he got um, announced that um, he won an election and he's the mayor of... Uh, it's in Florida, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I just saw that he was a mayor or something, so I've, I've not really fully yeah. looked in yet. Oh, yeah, it's Longwood in Florida. Um, so yeah, well, basically we'll, we will. Um, I'll have a look at him. I'll, I'll get a more detailed description of his career um, and see what he's been up to between leaving wrestling, assuming he's not been doing indie appearances all the time, and until in, today's announcement. He was in TNA up until about 2016, on and yeah. off. So he he was very active on TNA for a long time. He was kind of near the main event up there for ages. He was the DNA of TNA. He was yeah. known as. I actually caught TNA that when I was like, I was looking into him earlier um, to see if maybe I'd talk about him tonight or next week, and I did see that his DNA get fired up into space. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where <laughs> that came from. Yeah. So uh, he he was in it, and then he, he went away for like a year, and then basically every time Jeff Jarrett came back, Jeff sort of brought him back for a wee while, and then he, he kind of. I think yeah, he, I don't think he did any other companies from what I know. He might have done Japan or something, but you know, I never seen him at Ring of Honor or any of these other ones. You know? Yeah. So brief, brief, brief summary of the, uh, the McCanns. Um, again, because we don't really know too much about what they're up to. Um, as you says, one of them's work um, is in an airport. Um, maybe he's just running the cleaning department. We don't know, but he's running it anyway. Um, they basically grew up in Auburn, watched British wrestling on TV. Um, when they were younger. Getting to WWF, went to a friend's house, um, and apparently they emigrated to Canada. Um, started kind of getting into wrestling over there, um, got themselves fit, started doing independence, signed a few deals, ended up in OVW, um, ended up in WWE for a while, and done great. We, um, I think we mentioned last week that we thought they were going to be champs mm-hmm. at one point. Um and then they kind of turned heel and the reason for that was they weren't get the they weren't getting the opportunity at the tag titles at the time so they kind of became disgruntled disgruntled at that storyline wise uh, I think also personally they must have as well because at one point one of them mm-hmm. was on Impact um before WrestleMania and he actually get caught on camera and they had to give his real name because they couldn't yeah. use his uh, WWE name in case they get sued um, WWE saw it on TV um, it was Robbie um, that's who it was. 
and it was on an episode of Impact. Um, yeah, so to avoid a lawsuit, TNA gave his real name. Um, a WWE official called him, ordered that he leave immediately, which he did, and he get he, he lost his WrestleMania paycheck. And uh, I think that was like the beginning yeah, of the end for them, basically, wasn't it? Basically. After that, um, yeah. Which is a shame because they actually I quite liked them. They had a good build. They looked good. They're Scottish. We are Scottish. We love. We are, we are patriotic. And they weren't jobbed out like most like acts like that tend to get jobbed out and mm-hmm. used as a comedy act. Um, and I think in the end they probably were a little bit. But at first they weren't. They were quite interesting. They were quite funny, but not in a kind of comedy yeah. act kind of way. They they looked yeah. impressive. They had good moves. Good on the mic. Um, it's just a shame they didn't work out. Um, it would have been quite good if they did. Oh, totally. Also, one last thing you were mentioning Von Erichs earlier. Um, they were trained by Waldo Von Erich. Ah, yeah. the the storyline brother of Fritz. Yeah. Cool. Well, just to finish now, this 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 might be completely horrible, right? But I only I only going to mention it and see see what you think of this, right? So. I was clear. Um, I've still got some stuff that is at my mum's house. Uh, I, basically, she's got a, the room that I used to stay in. She's converted into like a spare room, yeah. and then there was a third bedroom when when my sister used to live with mum and me as well. And in that room's basically just boxes of some of my crap for like school and different things, right? So bit by bit, I've been taking it away from my mum's and binning stuff that I don't need and putting stuff in the loft. That's you know, I, I don't want to. Bin, but I don't need sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I used to, I, I I came across in one of the boxes a bunch of books. So when I was younger, I. Okay, guys. So we do apologise. We had some technical issues there, which we couldn't sort out in time for the podcast. But we will continue Nature's story on next week's podcast, and we'll leave you with a little cliffhanger. So thank you and good night, you beautiful Marky bastards. Thank mm-hmm. you.